Hello and welcome to, I can't believe it's not the mouse, except today it's not about the animation. It's a special interview episode with a guy you've met before. It's Arnell Regis. Now, hey there. if uh, any of you know, he actually runs his own YouTube channel where he has his own animations and even in his own animation series done entirely with Legos called Lego Weapon Store Stories. I'll just say as I'll reintroduce myself. My name is Arnell Regis. I am the one responsible for creating the channel uh, 3Fi or uh, Flip Fine Films. That's my uh, YouTube channel that I created. But you can always find me on just finding it on the search bar and putting it number three, the letter F and I. It'll be the first one that shows up. And yeah, I do a lot of my animations mainly in stop motion format a lot especially in the medium of Legos. So, and yeah, my, one of my oldest uh, uh, creations I did when I first started the channel was Lego weapons or stories. And at first that was just like a small little like thing, but it ended up becoming a bigger series that I wanted that I brought back after completing my first little fit, like dramatic series I did, which was like a five episode thing, but we can go back to that one in another time. But Hey, nice to meet you. With these questions, I'm going to, Throw in some serious ones. There's going to be some joke ones just to let you guys know. So if you guys hear something that sounds a bit off, trust me, I'm not making it, making it all bullshit. There are some of these that are just for laughs. So hopefully you guys stick around even after you hear one or two stupid jokes. But starting this off, uh, the first question I wanted to ask was, what show or movie, if any, inspired this series? Okay, so long time ago, back in like tw- 2008, 2009, well, this is basically at the, sp- at the very f- beginning of YouTube's time, like basically 2000, 2007, 2009 era when like YouTube was just barely being found out to do stuff, like to do videos and whatnot. Yeah. And there was a lot of things going on. And you know, the homepage there was really <laughs> terrible back then, if you oh, look yeah. at it now in hindsight. Um uh, I was fascinated by the amount of Lego animations being done. I always figured, oh, maybe I can do that. This might be a cool thing. This might be a cool a medium I can try out because I always love watching cartoons. I always love watching movies, speci- specifically types. Of, I wouldn't say violent, but just action movies, action movies and tying it in with something more comedic. Uh, the shows I I originally I was in, just inspired by just this one YouTuber. Uh, he created the original Lego Weapon Store thing uh, back then uh, in that time, which is a uh, two thousand nine ish, two thousand eight ish around that time. Uh, if I if you want to go go ahead and look him up, his name is a uh, Golf Crazins eighteen. That was the first one to actually put up that Lego Weapon Store stories. And then it just freaking blew up from there. I was inspired by his creation, so I did my take. But I wanted to present it in a more like dramatic way. There was a bit more stories at first. But down the line, it became something more. It became something that I wanted to create in a series down the line. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Most people will probably know the answer to this. But why Lego animation? Why not something... <laughs> different like say a traditional animation style or even live action well <clears throat> part of the reason why i chose legos is because legos is love is loved by everyone i'll be honest it's one it's like clay you can definitely mold that into any put a, any sort of creative format you can and just and the best part is you don't have to worry about the cleanup process unless we're dealing with multiple pieces of legos and like small amount of time but 
the cleanup process of it is very easy to set up. The characters are already established to do so. It's just a matter of using your imagination and your creativity to create that story space that you want to put those Legos in. And then the rest of it is just led up to your imagination, just putting it on the piece of paper, imagining what the scene will be, and uh, putting in the effort to add it on to that. So, and um, not only that, Legos, for some reason, there's a special place when it comes to animation with Legos. Legos, you get to do uh, so much. And not because I'm just, just bringing it back to it, but there's so many possibilities that you can do with it. And it's already a very well-established uh, fan base for toys and whatnot. So you can do so much with it. And I, I would love to just see more of that down the line. I'm so grateful that even back in 2014, when the first Lego movie came out, like officially, that was also commemorating all of those animators in the, at the end, some part midway to the ending of it, that, that Lego has a fun loving fan base and is dedicated to their craft regardless if it is being videographed or it's being showcased on the showroom floor but it's other than that it's just a fun little toy to have all around so why would i not connect with that click with a brick <laughs> okay interview over <laughs> okay but uh, okay seriously though next question so what exactly made you decide on making this set in a w weapon store like instead of doing it like say in an office or something related to that or just making it a generic re retail store because of course not everyone has experience with you know gun stores or weapon stores or whatever like what exactly made you decide for this to be a set in a weapon store when I did the first three animations regarding Lego Weapon Source, that was just me like just playing around with ideas. I didn't have like an initial plan as to what, uh, what I wanted to do. I just wanted to create the video because for content creator's sake, right? Now, when I think about it and I've created the story uh, with to start that off, I was like, huh, there's actually not a lot of good uh, like productions to create for this kind of setting you know what i mean um there's a lot of like we already have one for retail store it's called superstore we already have that show oh we have something when it comes to the office well there's a show called the office and that was like freaking emmy winning non-stop but we already dealt with office work there's even medical field too they have sh they have tons of shows on medical field and they are like still going every single time or they've been heavy hitters in tv for quite some time help look at Grey's Anatomy my god jeez but um the reason why I wanted to tackle guns is that there are a lot of interesting conflicts and stories that could be told around that especially how it how we as a society uh view it as so I I am doing it just to explore how much like the these tools that you would say are are a part are like ingrained to our part of society, but not as that, but also be able to tell the same human stories that have been plaguing us for quite some time. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to bring that up because there's there's just a lot of things that we could we could really explore with that one. There's a lot of internal conflict we can discuss. There's some things that we can delve in deeper with regarding to having that kind of setup you could and you can still have that retail hijinks and competition and whatnot but at the end of the day there's always going to be talk regarding that issue i mean hell uh, and, and like 
past few years or so we've had we've been having that same kind of climate regarding the idea of gun control and uh and like whether people are allowed to be going into these stores buying a weapon and so forth for the sake of self-defense and whatnot. No, let's try and let's go ahead and figure out as to why that is. There's always a reason why to that. So that's why I wanted to make this weapon store series a thing was because I wanted to explore these internal issues while also bringing in still the comedic effect that I did in the past. So that's why. And hopefully that'll be my version of the office too. It's just that there's a lot of guns and stupidity revolved with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for something a little sooner. If yeah. you had a fully working gun made of Legos, would you use it for fun or for self-defense? <laughs> well, have you ever stepped on a Lego before? <laughs> If you had stepped on a Lego, then obviously it's the worst fucking feeling you'll get. Second to a damn thumbtack. But um, if I had a gun made out of Lego, would I use it for fun or for use it for self-defense? That's actually pretty interesting because, yes, when I mentioned before earlier in the video that I said Lego has this creative fan base that and the, and the possibilities are infinite. Yeah. People have created guns uh, using just Legos itself. And most of the time, it's just mainly for fun. They're not going to shoot anything lethal and anything at all like that. Mainly, I've seen people use uh, like a rubber band Gatling gun, <laughs> which that could be hilarious. That's hilarious just to see. But the fact that they took the dedicated amount of time to create that is amazing. So um, to have a Lego gun and to use it as a recreational tool would be much more more to my standard versus something for self-defense because self-defense really no you're not going to stop a robber with a lego gun honestly or you could try and stop a like a person if you put like just a whole bunch of legos on the floor but just good luck trying to get that off the floor it's going to be a mess for you to vacuum for the next day or two but other than that uh yeah recreational use would be my thing because <laughs> it's better to have fun with the lego than to actually feel like that's gonna protect you because there's no way that's gonna protect you <laughs> what's the hardest part in using lego animation for this okay all right there there are quite a few caveats when it comes to creating a lego animation for starters the lego minifigures if i can just grab one right now if i don't have any well let me just go ahead and just draw down, draw out the basis of the Lego figure animation. The Lego figures are very small, just about this size. So if you're trying to get like that pure, concise kind of animation where it's very smooth, like let's say you're trying to go for the animation of Tim Burton or uh, um, we're going like or anything that was created by Leica, by Leica Entertainment, which I would definitely love one to go to that uh, animation studio. That kind of smooth stuff. They have they're using like rigs that are like like I don't know this big or even for like like bigger scenes they're supposed to be like create some magical creature like take take the big ass red skeleton from a uh, Kubo and the two strings and you basically have that where they huge huge rigs there for that one but with Legos you really have to figure out how you can maneuver your camera as well as how you can properly animate the area without putting so much of like a jut or like a or an action to make that over exaggerated so um so the biggest part in creating uh, the biggest like I would say it wouldn't be that much difficult would be to try and maneuver the uh, motions of the characters because you're trying to figure out like an, a certain angle that 
that makes it proper for the camera to look but at the same time it kind of makes it feel natural part of my animations when i do it or most of my animations have little to no rigs at all so it's only be it's only using the plate itself other than that uh when it comes down to like actually making the movements i had to create specialized tools for that which is really simple i've only i do let's say i'm trying to pick up something right here like trying to figure out if i have them over here on this side let's see ah here we go so this is a uh, one of the things that i use is basically a paper clip <laughs> Mm. So paper clips are your friend here if you ever want to be an animator for Lego because you can get in really up close with these and just do a little jut and then unhook out very one, two, three easy. So you don't have to go ahead and buy these very expensive animation tools for Legos. You can just create your own, do it yourself, and then just make sure you got the proper hooking and whatnot. And becomes so it becomes more of an intricate art of animation versus uh what how many people see it once you take it further and yeah <laughs> do do i try to take it further <laughs> on the show itself what's your plan for this uh can we expect to see more seasons and how many do you think you'll probably get to if you know you get to do all the seasons ah okay so the main thing i want to get through it is where try- I'm trying to do is uh, four seasons in total. We have the first season, which I'm almost done with, which I have the second season, which I've been creating most of the treatments for uh, third season, not yet established. And then we have the final one, which is the fourth season. I do plan to create a fifth one only because I want to be more experimental on my animation methods. This would, the fifth one would be, would be mainly used as a means to play around with different styles of animation, even live action, just to see as to how I can turn that format and try and put it into something as famous as this animation series that I've been doing. So yeah, I do have those. So mainly I have four that I want to do canonically, but the fifth one, non-canon, just telling you no, non-canon is just mainly to play around with stuff and also to work around with new ideas. So it's just to see. This sounds like the Lego Weapon Store um, crew are probably going to get on some drugs and just go on <laughs> <different> adventures. <laughs> like, I, I mean, imagine, no kidding. I imagine I mean, Daniel just comes in with like a bag of pot. And he's like, <laughs> guys, you know, we got some work for one more one more year. <laughs> so let's drop this shit. <laughs> And it's just a bunch of random episodes. <laughs> Back, practically so. I... I mean, hell yeah. It was just going to be like one drug trip or some shit like that <laughs> for season five. Like, yeah, I don't have the proper introduction as to how season five coincides with that kind of whole animation, like varied animation process. But I could definitely take yours as a as a good idea. That'd be hilarious. Like, hey, how about we just get this and just fucking float? <laughs> Like, bro, can I get so many weed? <laughs> but other than that, yeah, season five is going to be an experimental process. The way it go about it, I don't know. Who who knows what will happen? But all I know is I would be excited to say that there is a live action episode in that season. So I intend to create a good budget to make that episode worthy of everyone's viewers viewing time. <laughs> 
thing on, on the show itself. And of course, a lot of shows often go through this where after so many seasons, they decide, okay, let's do a full on movie. Have you ever considered on making a movie based around this world? Uh, full on movie. Hmm. See, when it comes down to creating a movie, uh, doing that with my series, I feel like you, a movie takes about like two to three hours tops in trying to get the whole thing all together. But that's only if you're trying to mesh one whole series into one little thing, right? It, 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 it never works for me. So turning it into a movie, it'd be cool to turn it into a movie, but only if it's a singular like side story. That's like that's related to the show, but not to the point that it derails off the main plot line. You know what I mean? So I'm very I'm very passionate about doing a series because when it comes to series, I can take my time and I can like these stories like flesh out naturally, organically, so to speak. So that way we can get a good idea of who the characters are, what are their motives, what are their what are their motivations, what are their weaknesses, uh, what are their passions. Uh, so you get to be more internally connected with these characters versus something in a movie. You have to try and do that within within minutes, and that's that's tough considering about my care for these characters and what they're trying to go through in order to get through point A to point B. So making a movie down the line, I don't know, I don't know how I would do that properly. But I would definitely say if I had to create a movie with this uh, weapon store stories. I'd have to create it as a just a singular story that's not related to any part of that that or that wouldn't uh derail the plot line from the series. If you do get to make a movie, what are the chances that you get Dwayne Johnson to play Daniel? <laughs> what? First of all, why Dwayne Johnson? Seriously, the guy has been the Rock. No, like he's not Dwayne Johnson's to me, anyone. I'm sorry, the guy has been the Rock ever since I saw the guy in WWF. And now, and now, look, he's this popular as bulking mofo going around there, and uh, and I could, and I see that like seeing him in my animations. I mean, like, damn, I better have a good budget to start off, because <laughs> the majority of my budget will maybe be able to pay for his time to come in, <laughs> be like, come in, like, I want him. I also want him to fucking say some references too, like it doesn't matter what you think and then all that stuff. Bring back my wrestling childhood because honestly, I don't want Dwayne the movie star Johnson. I want The Rock, damn it. <laughs> I want The Rock when he started off in acting. I don't want this this stupid ass guy who's gonna be Black Adam on the next one. <laughs> By the way, I have no hate for that. Black Adam is going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to see it. So it happens on October 21st, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, October unless 21st. W, uh, unless Warner Bros. Discovery fucks that up somehow. Which Yeah, and, and they pull a Batgirl. Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> now that would suck. And Dwayne Johnson will seriously put the rock bottom on someone's ass. <laughs> He's going to give the whole Warner Brothers Discovery thing to people's elbow if that happens. <laughs> Set of Black Adam versus Justice League versus the Suicide Squad. He's just gonna have Black Adam versus Warner Bros. Discovery at WrestleMania 39. 
All right. It's the uh, fight of the century. <laughs> to bring it back to you know the show and being more serious about this. Uh, <laughs> How can I take it seriously when you like when you have when you bring in the rock? Come on, man! It's not like I'm just, I'm just saying matter. if there's anyone who can take over for for Daniel after I leave, <laughs> it would have to be Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh my god! But Daniel's your lovable oaf. I can't see the rock as your lovable oaf. He's gonna be like he wants to go and gore someone, or freaking like spear someone, or freaking do the rock bottom on someone. He's gonna want to do that. I don't. I don't really see him like that unless I create him as like a buff Lego guy. Give him his tattoos and everything. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that'll be a live action thing. They'll just be live action. They'll be like, the hell? This is you, Daniel? It's like, yeah, why? Be like that. That'd be funny. That'd be a funny thing to explore. But no, Dwayne Johnson's not going to replace you at all. (laughs) Back to the questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any long-term plans for any of the sporting characters? Like, Can we expect to see someone who maybe hasn't done much so far in the show going through a major arc the character that i am going to be working on so we do have so we have our main characters we have mike we have uh lily daniel and benson now mike being the leader of the group he he does he does become the focus for like most of season one but each but it's also like the origin story of daniel so so with that, each uh, season we're gonna have uh, focus focuses on each character. Like Mike, season one, Mike. It's all about Mike. It's all about Mike trying to set himself up. You know, he's trying to start up this new business. He doesn't have the guidance of his brother. He's trying to do it on his own, but he still, but not completely on his own. He still has the help of his friends or his coworkers at least. And he's getting put in all of these weird situations that involve uh, crazy ass people trying to like steal uh, new methods of retail service, et cetera, et cetera. But internally, there are some things that I have set up in season one that I wanted to put in, which included the idea of uh, the supporting characters, Daniel, Lily, and Benson. Daniel already got to see what, what it was like for him. He was very... He's very happy, like little oaf, but in his origin story, he wanted to just be out there do himself because he felt like he didn't feel he felt out of place in his own like surroundings and area and especially with his family. So to try and like reconnect that and then there's still more to explore with the other two characters, which is uh Lily and Benson here. Benson in particular will have a really big one down by uh season three. So uh Hopefully you guys look forward to it. And Lily, I've already created a treatment for that one. So that one is going to be an even bigger tearjerker. Wink, wink. <laughs> so you're pretty much taking the approach of the Teen Titans cartoon from 2003, where each season focused on a specific Titan. Um, pretty much. Basically. Yeah, basically. Um that's what I'm trying to go for. But at the same time, we're also looking as to how the store is growing in that process. Now that, that's like one of the main, main plot lines that we're figuring out too, is how the store is growing up to this very moment at the end of by season four. Then it, the, by season 
three and four, that's going to become somewhat more of an internal conflict between the characters altogether. So, but we just get to see and explore their reasons as to why their emotions, their motivations, etc., within those within those seasons by season two, three, and four. After that, but other than that, I'm enjoying myself, enjoying myself with creating these animations here. I don't know. Depending on how you go about it, it might be a silly question or it might be a serious question. But usually, people do love to have you know, like that one actor that they want to get on their shows or whatever. Like what's one celebrity that if you had the budget for, you definitely try to get on board for like an episode or so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, I have about 10. So okay. I have about 10 people that I want in this for starters, Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel nice. Radcliffe would be a freaking amazing person to have in animations and so far he's been on his own like like weird movie renaissance that's like oh man this guy this guy is willing to go through so much and he just enjoys the art of filmmaking in general i feel like he'd be a wonderful person to have in there probably as like just a just a side character like a vendor so to speak like how we established the uh who did i say darn it i'm trying to, he's he's in the top of my head he's in the, the pawn shop guy there you go like right. we get to introduce the pawn shop guy. He's a pretty cool uh, character and whatnot. He will return. He will return a few times just to go ahead. Then I do want to introduce another character. He's kind of like an inventor, so to speak. Maybe he could be for that character. I don't know. That'd be hilarious to see. I would love to have him as like a recurring character. Um, in, in support of that, I also want to get... So I don't know if you guys have watched uh, the... Voltron Legendary Defender series on Netflix like long time ago but I would like to add the voice actors of those uh, five for the Voltron and add them into just one episode where now one episode is actually going to be an ode to Voltron in a sense but it's uh, it would be hilarious how I could input it properly because uh <laughs> Oh, I wish I could tell you, but no, I don't want to spoil that. I don't want to spoil any details of that. It's a really good episode I want to put out, but that's not until season two. Thankfully, it's not until season two. We can do that one. Um, at the end of season two, actually, I wanted to add one more person. This is a this is a Twitch streamer uh, personality. Uh, two, actually. I wanted to add Maximilian Dude. <laughs> Now, if you've seen uh, that guy, he's known for being a YouTuber for creating a bunch of fighting game video con video game content, uh, and he's just one of the most funniest uh, and most well-researched, intelligent kinds of people that I would like to just have and discuss in regards to creating this this little final part of season two. And right next to him, uh, to, uh, he used to be a Twitch streamer, but I guess we could I guess he's a YouTube streamer now. Uh, Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> Dr. Disrespect would be a perfect uh, one-time character person to show up on this because the thing is the final episodes of like season two is supposed to go down in like this digital arena free-for-all level like place. Not like Fortnite, but it's definitely in an arena and it's being done in like Counter-Strike in a way. This would This episode would be my ode to all like those like shooting games 
we get, we get to shoot from like different perspectives from like first person mode to uh, third person to even just cinematic views of it just to get a good idea and to show my respect towards the video game community and like that. So that's what I wanted to do for the end of season two. Um, so I listed the five from Voltron, the one Daniel Radcliffe, Doc, okay, Dr. Disrespect, Maximilian Dude. Um, hmm. I had one female car- uh, celebrity that I wanted to add, and I completely forgot her name from the get-go. Uh, darn it, darn it. Who, 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 who? I mean, what's she been in? Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, there you go, Jennifer Lawrence. There you go. There oh, you go. Nice. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence would seem like a badass to come in. I feel like she would be a fun little side character to have in part of the uh, the federal like like bureau or like the federal investigation bureau or whatever uh, agency. I added uh, Susie Susie's uh, character into it. <laughs> Uh, she'd be cool as like a little one-off like a little one-off character to play as a as Susie's friend in the office named Blondie (laughs) Uh, she'd be cool to have I think like there would be like a great chemistry between uh, the character of Susie and Blondie if we had uh, Jennifer Lawrence's uh, participation so and one there's only one left Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. He has to no. be Daniel. Yeah. He has to be Daniel. Yeah, yeah. If you smell what Daniel Craigsworth is cooking. Oh God. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. If anything, the la- the last one I want to put in is Steve Carell. Okay. <laughs> Steve Carell honestly would be a hilarious addition to have in my animation because he he has the he has a knack for this man he's the one that that actually inspired me to do a few of these like comedic sections and that little episode of The Office was kind of an ode to him in a sense <laughs> and also to the show in general but honestly yeah to have Steve Carell be part of that that'd be pretty cool. That'd be nice. pretty cool to have for our animation thing. So all 10 of them are serious. Those are, are like serious like people that I would like to have as part of the animation. I don't know who else would I want. I mean, I don't know about Vin Diesel. I don't know about Family Man. Um, Vin Diesel would have to play Daniel's rival. <laughs> Daniel's right. Ri- Daniel's rival, Shandiel. <laughs> Shanyol, whatever. I don't know. I'm just making up shit. Oh, whatever. He's this long lost evil twin, bro. <laughs> Use that trope, huh? No, we're not going to do that. Sometimes family that. is evil. <laughs> See, Daniel's the one who left, and <laughs> Vin Diesel's the one that got banned. <laughs> Vin Diesel, if that was the case, he would play the anti-Daniel. He'd be the Daniel that like stayed away from the family and then now blames the family completely and just hates the family. He's not the one to forgive like Daniel. He's worse. He's anti-Daniel. He's that. <laughs> His origin but... is that he turned evil because he saw the pass- pacifier once and he <laughs> families. 
<laughs> he saw the pacifier movie and then mocked him with the whole Peter Panda dance. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> Great. You're giving me ideas now. <laughs> Maybe for a Halloween thing, I'll do that. To do, like make an ode to that. But okay. Next question. <laughs> All right, so what has been your favorite episode so far, whether it's because of the actual episode itself or just the process that you took in making it? The process that I took in creating it, it, it definitely has to be the ones that I've worked the, the most on. <clears throat> so um, the ones I've worked the most on were definitely have to be episode, uh, what was it, eight? Yeah, eight. Uh Big, uh, big trouble in our in mini Japan. Our huge trouble, our huge problem. There you go. Huge problem in mini Japan. Definitely that one because I created all the sets, the whole setting of where that temple was. That was by scratch. I didn't look at any map or like or like any uh, instruction kit to create this temple. I just. I just thought about it as is, had a good drawing of it, and saw what could I do to like really emulate that whole temple feel. And the funny thing is, it was so hard to animate that too because the temple, it was twice as big as the actual table I have right here. It was twice as big. So um, that one I was very proud of because I didn't think I could actually get all that in one go and all that in one shot too. So... That was one of my greatest achievements. And then story-wise for like really bringing in the drama and everything, I definitely have to say the episode after that, Oh, Danny Boy, episode nine. That one like really brought the feels to everyone and it makes you like capture and open up as to who Daniel was as a person. So definitely I enjoyed that one a lot because that one really tugged into the heartstrings of a lot of viewers. And I hope that I can continue to do that, but in municipal amounts, because I want to make sure that uh, you are both entertained, but not at the same time, you're both relating to the characters as well. So those would be my achievements. Those will be my two greatest achievements in making these animations. I intend to uh, continuously challenge myself to do more of those kinds of ones. This one I'm kind of going to gloss over because it was a joke question, but after the Vin Diesel thing, I feel kind of like, eh, this is probably not going to be anywhere near that, but just just to have it out there, I asked, will Daniel get a spinoff where he and his brother fight the cartel to fight free their younger sister named Juanita? <laughs> Why? What the actual heck? What the actual heck are you going on? Oh my god. So, yeah, I, I had that, but with the whole Vin Diesel thing, I'm like, you know what? I'm just glossing over this one at this point because it, it can't top off the idea of Ben Diesel as the evil twin. <laughs> okay, I guess. Oh, I guess I actually pushed it in there. Huh? <laughs> All right. I guess we could work out something here, huh? <laughs> yeah, we could definitely work out a cartel. I'm in. I've made a Jason's mission before. Sure, why not? <laughs> Let's throw Jacob in there. Why not? To make it be a, like a like a greatest buddy buddy uh movie since the freaking other guys <laughs> or we'll make this better than 21 jump street <laughs> it's gonna have a, a lego version of that um 
that that meme with the two guys, you know, like freaking grabbing each other by the arms and being like, you know, you exactly. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I wouldn't mind that. That would be a pretty cool. I'll, I'll put that in the freaking experimental season. Put that in the <laughs> experimental season. How about that? We'll do it in like, we'll do it in like some weird, like crazy ass art form. Like, let's see. I need to go ahead and contact like who would be a great artist for some of these animations too, because when it comes to 2D animation, I want to see who I could do for that. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty interesting to have it animated by meat. Like just get a bunch of meat just to make it the manliest, meatiest um, action animation ever. Jesus Christ. (laughs) There's so much beef with that. I can't even complain. okay okay all right it's still an idea it's still an idea to throw in but hey never say never in this world of impossibilities but yeah i wouldn't mind it (laughs) is there anything that you've learned since starting these videos like as you know making um videos online or just from the experience itself like something that you've learned from it ah okay so when making videos on YouTube online, like when I first started out, I just wanted to create the content and see where it goes. And I, and I was surprised at the amount of people that were really enjoying my content and viewing it and stuff. And then looking at the comments and everything. Sure, I, I would love I love looking at the, the praises on the comments. And I also take the other negative comments as merely constructive con- criticism. So doing that from a time to time and over the years, you notice that like in my videos, like when I started the series up, on on episode one like it gradually got better i was enjoying the improvement as it was going so what you're seeing is a bit of an evolution of where my where my stance is in creating videos and i've begun to like feel like huh i'm really liking this because not only am i able to tell these stories to a public that's worth like that actually finds this worth their amount of time but at the same time this is challenging me to see how could i convey a proper story that a lot of people can enjoy but at the same time like be able to challenge myself as a content creator slash filmmaker slash video creator etc etc so i am always thankful that i get to create these videos not just as a means to entertain the masses but as a means to challenge myself as a creator so that's the biggest thing that i get from doing these videos all this time and even though i understand that many people don't really get any updates regarding these videos because i do take my time with these i don't want to rush anyone in there a lot of videos nowadays it's just from what i could see in the standpoint it's it's clickbait and it's already edited by someone else. Me, I'm doing the editing of it and the animation of it myself. And I'm taking my time with it because of that. I'm not saying I'm, I have this perfectionist attitude when it comes to creating my animations, but I just want to be able to see or I just want to be able to execute the proper thing to go with my animations. That way, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm like satisfied with it. I'm trying to challenge myself too hard, but I'm wanting to get to a point where like, okay, this, this is good enough. Let's see what I could do better the next one, you know? So it's like a growing like process for me. And I really find that very exciting and enjoyable for my part. This was a joke question, but I, I can honestly see it being a serious thing where um, if you wanted to, you would probably think of it. Um, 
and it was just uh, if say you made spinoff products for this show, like say a video game, what kind of genre would you see it as? Like a shooter or <laughs> point of click or platformer? Like what kind of video game would you like to see made out of this? Wow. <laughs> like turning that into a video game? Hmm. That's that's actually pretty interesting because I don't think I could turn it to anything like very actiony. Granted, I know there's like guns like, come on, I could turn that to a third person shooter or a first person shooter. Uh not really. This is just a store that sells this stuff. This is like the backup uh, store that you don't see in the Call of Duty game where like they don't like you get to create all the guns and everything in this one part but you don't actually see the store where they got it from you know <laughs> it's not like that if anything you know what I would want to make it into think of it as the gun version of Diner Dash <laughs> just think of it like that look here it would be hilarious thing it would be like, if I wanted to make a spin-off I would make this next spin-off store like version of the weapon store in Texas. Make that, put that over there. Turn that into like like they'll be watched over by the main guys in California. You'll get messages from them, see like how they're going cuz that'll be like their first franchisee breakout. And then after that, all you have to do is just be able to sell sell enough to get to make ends meet and you'll get rushes of him because like you there's a big audience in Texas. I'll tell you that. <laughs> There's a big audience there. Just sell as much as possible, and then, and then, then it becomes part Diner Dash, part tower defense game too, because of the crime rate. <laughs> so like, you get to deal with a bunch of like robbers and whatnot. It becomes like, like you have to mend the fort each time as like people come by trying to steal your stuff in general. So it becomes tower defense and also retail, like. Like fast food retail game in a sense. <laughs> so that's how I would actually see the Lego weapons of stories as a video game. Like you can you can you're mending to your business, but at the same time, you're defending yourself from uh, from from uh other people, from criminals, from crazy asses, and my goodness, it becomes just a hilarious thing to do. If you could pick a favorite moment for the main characters in the show. What would it be? If I had to pick the main favorite moment for each of those uh, four characters, uh, for Mike, my favorite moment for him was definitely when he had to run the store with Benson. <laughs> On the but, so like <clears throat> he had no idea like how to do this with only just one guy, and he and that one guy barely understands how to work the store as is because that was his first day, so. I understand the pressure of how that character goes through it because it's very relatable. I think for anyone who wants to manage some sort of business and for the first time, and then you got all this popularity or like this amount of like people who are very well uh, involved in your product or want to be like buying your product. The first thing you want to go is like, oh crap, I need some management on this because I can't be the only one, right? Nope. So he only has that one and it becomes like a very rough moment for him, which completely I understand and relate with. So that would be my favorite moment because he has, he has to completely understand how to run a business without like that many people. Like he has to run with the little resources he has. Um, <clears throat> favorite uh, moment with uh, Lily would have to be the office episode <laughs> when uh, in episode six and lights camera action. I think it was six. 
I think it was six. So, so with lights, camera, action, uh, Lily was very, very into like just want to show herself out into the world. Uh, she's very, very, very charismatic in a way like that. She's really funny, and when she's like trying to get the camera, she really wants to be on TV. So there's that little side of her that you want to see. She wants to be on the famous side and be herself, knowing that. And at that at the end part, you see that she tells her parents like she's somebody now and everything. Like she wants to. She wants to prove that, yeah, she could she can make it in the world of LA, the city of dreams, in a sense. So that's that's partly her little subplot, but there's more to her than meets the eye. Even though like she's one of the only characters that's actually not uh like that is one hundred percent not affiliated with Lego. She's just a mega blocks figure. But I made her into a way that she's actually very, very relatable with our gat with our with our viewers which makes her like really good to have so that's the one episode i did like for her when it came down to that character daniel was everything in episode nine i don't have to do anything else regarding that and nine we we get to see how daniel can uh redeem himself uh out of everything despite out of all the spite that he's given to his uh uh, uh other other person whatnot to the alleged brother before it became an actual thing um but with daniel he's such he's such a lovable oaf he's basically an idiot but he's not that big of an idiot (laughs) you know what i mean he he is successful but at the same time he can be he can act stupid but it's not gonna be as like like bad like think of ed from ed and eddie he's like that he's not that strong but he is uh, of He's he's no he's not there at times. He's not there. <laughs> so that's what makes his character fun. And Benson, that character, I would say it would definitely be the pawn shop moment. <laughs> the pawn shop when he when he got when he starts talking with the pawn shop guy and he's just trying to figure out what the jewel is, trying to see how things are going. And he's taking the initiative to see as to how like is this ninja's word worth anything at all. Will this rock do anything? And so, and for the most part, you get to see him like he's starting to take some responsibility in the store. He's trying to uh, go ahead, take hands first on some situations. So, but he's still like a support character. We still don't know any more else regarding this one, but you'll definitely find out more in the next few seasons coming. How do you feel about any of the characters that you've voiced on the show? How do I feel about any of the characters that I voiced? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I've only voiced a few. I've only voiced a few. Some of them were just uh, just back, background characters because I didn't have enough people at the time. But the character I voiced, like Mike, for example, I mean, that's just me using using my real voice. And I feel like, you know, I feel natural with him. Like there's this sense, there's this sense of, of, of calling to be that kind of character because he wants to be able to to be successful but he's having just hard time griping with his uh past abilities um so the the most relatable is definitely mike for me uh the most fun i've had with voicing was the announcer for uh (laughs) for the daily brick news i feel like having that passion to create that uh radio of announcer voice which is hilarious because i can go ahead and do like this (laughs) it's it's really fun to just go and uh create that kind of sense and also to experiment where my vocal range is so 
I would still want to go and voice other characters, but it's just a matter of, huh, will this voice work? Will this work? Who knows? It's all experimental at this point. So definitely when it comes to me voicing at, uh, characters here, I'd say I think it's just a fun little process. What with the main character, always always a great pleasure to do. Any other characters? Well, it depends on if it works or not. Though I, I would still do the daily news guy, not newsworthy for sure. Because he's just, I think that'll just be my fun, like, announcer side. Like, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily News. I'm not newsworthy kind of thing. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so it's just very entertaining to get in, involved with that. Other characters that I have voiced, like, in animations besides the series itself, um, it, was, uh, it was just there to do just in case. But uh, I've always wanted like other people to voice my uh, characters instead of just me. So, so hopefully down the line, there'll be a time when I don't have to like use my voice for some things and just go focusing on the editing and the animation style of it. But in other cases, I do want to just play that certain character just because like there's something I connect with that character, but that's, right. that's all I want for that one with my voice. Other than that, I don't, I don't, I'm not very picky or, or uh, uh, how do I call it? No, I'm not. I'm not very picky regarding about whichever I voice. I just voice because I like to. The Lego Weapon Store stories um, employees, car or battlefield. <laughs> wow, you're gonna bring up this debate here. The balls you have. <laughs> I mean, is it though? Because I mean, granted, I know that Battlefield has its fans, but I mean, let's be real here. There's only one series that is still, you know, selling out regularly. Yeah, can you believe, dude? I played the first. I played the Modern Warfare Two beta, and that stuff is like, okay, I think I might be addicted again. And I haven't played a good Modern Warfare in a while, so um, there's there's definitely a good reasoning behind what games that they would like to play. I mean, for for Lily, one hundred percent, that's Halo. There's nothing complaining with that. That's just that's just Halo in a nutshell. She represents the futuristic stuff and all that. Um, the rest of the crew, I would say, uh, Mike Blazinski is more uh, Call of Duty. Mike Blazinski is definitely more Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Daniel is more Battlefield. Daniel is more the Battlefield guy. He's he's ridiculous. He had in his in his story, he did go to the military. I'll tell you that much. We might delve into his uh, story because uh, that's how I—that's how he met up with a few of the characters here. Well, specifically Lily. That's how he met up with her. So, and I had written up so many different treatments as to how they met, they met up, but that's how that's gonna go for that side. And yeah, Daniel is a bit of a lughead uh, or jarhead. I say, I don't know cover comes first in military terminology but uh daniel is definitely one of those uh those like hoorah kind of fellows but he just does it because he just wants to be part of the group not really like i become leadership and everything he just wants to be uh a part of something so daniel battlefield mike cod because he actually has a very good uh idea idea and intellect regarding the weapons he uses and he always likes to research and studies them hence why he's the manager of the store in the first place and then yeah that's pretty much it those are my 
three. And Benson, I don't know what he represents. I think he's Soul Calibur. He's just a bunch of freaking melee weaponry and all that. He's Soul Calibur, Soul Edge. He's fighting styles, his melee weaponry. That's all he does. That's all he has. He's the melee weapons guy. <laughs> See, not to um, disagree with, with with your statement or anything, uh-huh. but I'd like to imagine that in Daniel's case, he he likes to front that he's like into like battlefield gears, like pretty much like the most hardcore of shooters around. What? And then, and then, uh, you know, when it comes to like actually see him, seeing him play, it it'd probably be something like uh, Plants vs Zombies or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, he gets up all of this gaming gear, and all of a sudden he's playing something, something like what? Well, what would he be playing? Like freaking. I don't know, StarCraft. <laughs> Something like that, like a role-playing game like that. Or it's like, oh, I'm ready to do this shooting game. And it turns out to be it's not shooting game. It's like like a freaking, like one of those uh, circus games where you, like, you throw a ball at a damn clown or something. <laughs> It'd be like the, the Wii release of Toy Story Midway Mania. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that'd be freaking hilarious to do or the freaking web shooters thing like i could imagine daniel's character just going into a disneyland one day geared the fuck up scaring all of these park uh citizens coming around go into web shooters like already i'm ready <laughs> get these guns going ah! <laughs> <laughs> kind of a short question in, in, in this um do you have any upcoming videos, whether it's related to the show or just something separate? Um, I do have something in the works right now since I've been working on this uh, episode 11 for quite some time now because I want to make sure that that is pr- properly well presented and everything. I don't have any clips that I could show you, sadly. I'm sorry, guys, but I do want to make sure I could just hold that off and show uh, teasers of that soon but before the end of the year and release it before the end of the year as well. So keep on tight. Hopefully I can get something out on that one. Um, but videos I've been working on. Yeah, there will be some. Um, I do have, I had some videos that I had worked on in uh, earlier this year. That was uh, for contract reasons. And thankfully to them, I can actually use that in other videos in the future. So I've gotten their blessing to do it. I've gotten the documentation to do it. So you might even see them in these animations in these uh, episodes to come in as part of like part of the thing, because I've always liked to do that. I always like to bring some of my past works and then put it onto an animation. Like, like episode nine, I had that little one with the whole dragons thing. Mm-hmm. That whole animation was done back in high school of all places. So um. Yeah, that was like in my 10th grade year and just playing that around, just using all of my past work to create, to be part of this universe is actually stunning and stuff. So there is some things I want to show. I just got to make sure I have everything set up before I can put them into what I would say the archival list of uh, 3Fi's work. Okay, so that automatically knocks out the question of whether or not you had any sneak peeks. So yeah, <laughs> go on from that. Uh so if there's anything in the show that you would change, uh, what would it be? If there was anything in the show I would change, what would it be? Wow. That's actually a pretty tough one because from what I could see in my perspective, I don't really see much that could be changed. Mainly because like these characters are like very, very like 
very fascinating to me. And the setup and the whole scenario of the show is, and how many I how many imaginative plot lines that can create or stories that could be done for this show. There's absolutely nothing that I could really possibly change. Maybe, maybe the armor, <laughs> maybe the character's armor is a one now because I know how like each character has like a different set of armor pertaining to them, and that's their like kind of their personality in a sense. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing else I could really change about the characters. But from an editing standpoint, if there was one thing I could change, is that I wish I could do the green screen a bit better on some of them. But that's just a little. That's just being subjective. That's that's all with just learning and due process on that. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I feel like so far there's not really anything we can change on it. I'm really happy where the animation's going, and it'll soon evolve into something better as the time goes forward and seasons come along. Would you ever consider having a writing or a filming team take on certain episodes just to speed up the process? Basically, uh, while you still have involvement in those episodes you'd have like other people maybe you know helping out in certain aspects just so you can get episodes more consistently out like is that something that you've considered on that's actually one of the things i have considered on i mean granted i have been working on the writing aspect a lot on these uh seasons and the treatments regarding them I would definitely would love to have uh, another one or two other people to come in to create create the writing part and also as well definitely just get like the animation studio going because but it's all about the timing and everything it's all about just trying to create the time frame for us to actually come together to work on that separately or if they can work on it remotely it's just a matter of just giving them the equipment necessary for that but I would love to have that kind of cooperation to have having a writing team, a writing team and animation team to be a part of this because, uh, but the only thing is, I don't know if I could pay you guys. I'm sorry. I just, I just work with this on like on as much time as I get because I just want to be able to create something. That's my kind of standpoint. I provide like just for the production reasons. That's why. But other than that, that's all I want is that I would like, I would like to have a good crew to come to come and like help out as to be part of this but again it's all a matter of time and may and mostly like most likely funding so that way i'm like i don't want to make i want to make sure that the time that you've spent on this is not wasted you know all right so final question the big one okay. important one the big one. Oh god all on right. this show which character has the biggest bricks of them all the biggest bricks what do you mean like is that supposed to be our lego version of balls or some shit i don't know it's exactly what you want it to be (laughs) that is for your guys interpretation when the rest of the seasons come in and the episodes play out because just to say so far each and every one of them has hit and taken a hit at some point in their in their lives so whoever has the biggest bricks oh my god i mean we only we just barely introduced our fifth character which was uh susie and she's a freaking federal agent so 
Um, who knows what could happen? Each of these uh, characters, including Susie, all five of them, they have something that make them both uniquely tough, but also uniquely uh, relatable to each other. So whoever has the biggest bricks on them, oh, man, I can't really decide that part. That's up to you. <laughs> Whichever team you want to be in that five slice pizza. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to judge as long as you're enjoying the show and like enjoying the characters that I create. That's all fine by me. I'm team Mike, by the way. So <laughs> I guess he has bricks because he's the one in control of these bricks. Yeah. These pricks. <laughs> no, no, Fair no. Enough. But, but yeah, point being is that, yes, that's the, that's the kind of thing when it comes to that. And I can't really, really gauge as to who the, who they are in general. It's just a matter of seeing how they will be portrayed at the end. And then you just follow with who you like with, uh, who has the biggest bricks, because I can tell you something, they're all full of bricks. <laughs> That was pretty much the end of my questions. Uh, this has been a lot longer than I expected. I'm not going to lie, but it was very informative. So that's oh, always yeah, a good definitely. thing. Oh, man, it's uh, a pleasure, though. And, yeah, I mean, I can't promise that I'm going to be back on anytime soon with regular episodes. Uh, no right now, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I can't believe it's not the mouse. It's taking a bit of a hiatus. I just want to finish up some little side projects and just restructure stuff. So, in any case, I do hope that something like this and some minor stuff that I drop occasionally will help out um, with anyone who's interested in the stuff. And I do hope that anyone watching this, whether you're fans of Arnell's shows or have, are just getting introduced to it, uh, do seek out that. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, do you want anything? Well, Give like your closing message here. Uh, closing message. I definitely say that if you are very interested in watching these videos of mine, you can go ahead on to www.youtube.com slash fi fr three fi. That should be going to my channel URL. That should be the new one. But if not, you could just go on to my YouTube channel, youtube.com. Then go on to the search bar, look up 3FI, and that's going to be the channel that you'll first see. It'll definitely be the one because it always has that film reel with the two Fs going side by side that way. And other than that, yeah, my name is Arnold Regis, the uh, founder of Flip Fine Films and the animator responsible for the Lego Weapon Store stories since 2009 and uh, return of it in 2017. All right. Thank you for coming on. And just want to say thank you all for listening until next time maybe someday Dwayne Johnson will be on this show to <laughs> my terms of playing Daniel but until then have a wonderful day and I can't believe it's not the mouse you take it easy everyone thank you for coming on today if you enjoyed this please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel where you'll see video versions of these podcasts and if you just want to listen to them there's always the option of just following the podcast on their various sites, whether it's Spotify, Podbean, or Apple Podcasts. Whatever you choose, I hope you continue enjoying these. And if you want to support me even further than that, there's always the option of Patreon. With Patreon, even just a dollar will get your name on the video versions of this and on other videos that I may do outside of these podcasts. 
a few dollars more gets you some behind the scenes info and as this continues to grow you'll find that there's more perks to it so i hope you consider supporting me through patreon as well in any case again thank you for listening and i hope you have a wonderful day